0: Welcome to episode two of Bruise, Views, and Other Nerdities. My name is Leonard Martinez.
1: And I'm Tim Castaneda.
0: And we are going to uh, and begin. So we're late. You're late. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to start at 6 o'clock, and it's 6.35, and you're late. If we were being paid money for this, <laughs> I would dock your pay, um, maybe give you a verbal warning, and perhaps a, a conference <laughs> summary with the HR rep. What, 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 what's that about?
1: If it, uh, if it makes it any better, I drove past your house probably around 555 or 558. I thought I could recognize it because I've been here twice already, but I just drove right past it. And then there's ver- once you get past all the homes, I realize it was too far. But then you're down by the freeway and you can't make any left turns to make a U-turn. So, um, you
0: didn't, ma- you don't like put the Google map or the IMAP or whatever. I
1: didn't this time because I thought I was going to recognize where it was, but all these homes, like the kind of the curves and it's, there's not too many street lights and you can't see the side streets. Right. So I thought I recognized it. Then I went way too far. And then when I put your address in, I said, okay, I went way too far. I was down by, um, what's that place? Uh, Chinese garden and one of those, th- it was a, it's a Chinese restaurant down. So you went way past, down there. You,
0: you went past the, uh, the freeway or no, you didn't get that far. The, the I, don't think, you know, right? I didn't get that far. Okay.
1: But then when I put in your address, it took me to
0: Right, right.
1: So then I drove past you again. I said, oh, okay. shoot. So then I had to, like, see well, what was well, going well, on. You,
0: like, let's not give my home address over – <laughs> okay. record my home address, uh, by the way. We have to bleep that out uh, okay. during post. Um. So you're late. You're really no excuse you have a <laughs> phone with IMAP I actually told you to lift it here so in case you wanted to uh, to drink a little bit more than you did last time you'd be safe so I'll, I'll monitor your intake for today um, which gets me to leads me to my other point before we get started I guess you texted me saying hey I don't know I might be allergic to alcohol I mean that be- between being late and, and not being able to drink Am alcohol, you might, might need to be putting in a want ad for a uh, co host <laughs> or like rotate a guest co host until I can find a permanent replacement for you. Uh, describe to me this this alcohol well, allergy. No,
1: I, I think um, what I found out is that I, I, you know, some people get, when they get older, they develop allergies to things. And what I found out is that gluten and foods with a lot of sugar in them. And uh, I get like itchy skin, and I get hives like on my arms. And I think I told you before I've had that. I had that issue before, and I figured out it was stuff I was eating. Yeah, you said you, so you like
0: ate pumpkin pie, and then you broke out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's. Like a really I, w-
0: w- I I was gonna have a pumpkin beer here just to kind of <laughs> test that we do an allergy test. We can just put a bunch of beers out and see if there are any specific beers you're allergic to. I was I was tempted to bring out a pumpkin beer.
1: Well, it's weird because some things I'm fine with. Um, but other things, like again, it was either the pumpkin or cherry pie, and I just have this really bad reaction to them. Wait, with wait, my wait, wait. My skin.
0: You had pumpkin and cherry pie in the same sitting? Um, no, no. Okay, one, one
1: was earlier in the day, one was later in the day. Exactly. Thanksgiving.
0: You, your, your wife makes pies. Regular? Is this, where, where'd you did, get the pies? She didn't make
1: these one. We got these from Ralph's, and and we had them for Thanksgiving, and um, nobody ate them, so they were left over. So I said, okay, well, because I, I. I I knew that I might have a reaction to them so I skipped everything. Give I said, "Oh, what well, could the harm be?" You know, I had the cherry pie. I said, "Oh, I feel fine." And I had the pumpkin. And then uh and then the reaction. So, it's um yeah, it's an odd thing, but with the internet, of course, you can, you know, you can look anything up, and it turns out there are a number of people who have a similar experience with stuff uh, with stuff like this. So, it's a really random thing. And then last week um t- was it it was thursday i was meeting with a football coach a friend of mine and i had uh, a couple of drinks just two beers and again later on that night it cleared up uh before before too late but again i had like swollen lips and i had like my hands were all itchy so it's a weird weird thing that comes and goes it's definitely related to things i consume um Either drinking or eating, but Not, nothing I don't
0: know. that's in the air, um, the chemtrails. No, uh, no, no. Conspira- <laughs> Those are real. Do you want to <laughs> offer up conspiracy on why you're breaking out because of uh, the allergens in the uh, in the air?
1: I I doubt that. I doubt that. But it, it is something that's very bizarre. And uh, but when I when I limit my diet and I just have meat and water, I'm fine. No issues there.
0: Just like a pure carnivore diet.
1: Just a pure carnivore diet. I do really well on that. And then I see what else works. But,
0: you know, I, I almost want to get back into um, the conversation we had at lunch last week with uh, with uh, our Man- coworkers. Because Mandela. It, it, yeah, it was. It was. It, I think you scared the S out of everybody in that room. I did. And I think um, I think, you know, it's like they want to. Ignorance is a blessing that comes you know. from somewhere. But um it it was a great conversation i think maybe we can save that for another time i want to go ahead and jump into our uh, our show today so um again we're trying to create a structure we we want to start out with the poor which we will in a moment um i'm coming up with a segment called uh the ofc the orange fact check so i know during last week's episode we made some statements in there i went to go do some research to to verify the accuracy or the inaccuracy of some of the statements and uh I want to kind of go over some of the things that were kind of misstated so I'm not going to do everything but we will cover some things there um, we want to do a segment called this week in Star Wars I know we're, we're preparing for um, the new movie to come out uh, I want to go over and talk over talk about the Black Widow trailer that just dropped <laughs> um, and then another segment which we're calling worth another watch WAW wah and so we can get into that so let's get started with our first poor did you bring an EpiPen or something? No, like, no, I'm I took scared. a Claritin. I took I'm a claritin. scared now. I, it, I'm it, scared. It's just
1: a skin and thing. My lips swell up. But I used be to okay. watch House. I think
0: with a razor blade <laughs> and a straw, I might be able. Well, oh, for th- the trachea. Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> it's th- in a beat trachea. I, I think I could probably do that. I think there's probably some YouTube videos. I think if you have an
1: Exacto knife, there's a small. I, my my I, daughter I re- does <laughs> have an Exacto knife. I remember that because I used to have a book. Uh, that was a gift when I was a little kid called the Worst Case Scenario to Survival Handbook. Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they made a bunch of them, but one <laughs> one of the pages, one of the sections in there was how to perform a tracheotomy. There you go. And uh, it was right next to how to survive a bear attack, and then how to escape a active shooter. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> Sam, all relevant. I remember that book very well. All relevant, all relevant, all relevant in today. Los Angeles. Um,
0: so our first beer today is a beer called Beautiful Tyrant. It is uh, by a brewery called uh, Moonraker Brewing Company. They're in, uh, I believe, Auburn, California, which is about an hour uh, north of Sacramento.
1: An Auburn, California? I didn't know we had an Auburn in California. Yeah,
0: it's uh, probably 45 minutes to an hour north of uh, Sacramento. Um, take a look at the, cl- the can. It's like kind of the artwork's interesting. It's kind of a like Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the, the artwork on beer cans are, are, ex- are exceptional now.
1: Yeah, now where do you find these uh, these different beers that you try?
0: Well, see, there's a sponsorship opportunity. There's actually a, a <laughs> liquor store. Uh, no, it's not, not technically not a liquor store. It's a, a beer store. That's a market. It's a small little market. They primarily sell beer, but they sell other stuff, too. I've been going there now for probably eight years. It's called Plaza Market, and it's in the city of El Monte. So hmm. um, I got to talk to them to, to see about sponsorship opportunities. So <laughs> I, I just gave their... Uh, I just gave their store free a plug. Advertising. free advertising. No, see, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing free advertisement. So I'm gonna pop this beer right now. Um, my daughter said when she reviewed the last podcast that you couldn't hear the pop or the pour. So, she said oh. next time hold it up closer to the microphone so you can hear it because the audience wants to hear the sound of the beer so they can imagine what it's like. So I, I think I'm gonna do that now. It's a very refreshing sound. Yeah, that did sound pretty satisfying. It thinking. did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've recently discovered there are whole channels on YouTube dedicated to people making crinkling sounds or, like, whispering things, and it's supposed to be relaxing. Like, um, a, like me
0: whispering something? Like, any, like, give me an example. I,
1: it, well... um like people like tapping pens on it's really an odd thing it's it probably whoever i'm sure i'm butchering whatever it actually is but um uh i heard about another podcast they were talking about there's a name for it um but it's like people opening things or reviewing things but they say they what they when they talk they talk in a really relaxing way okay. it's supposed to it's supposed to be like listening to like spa music or something okay. but it's uh I don't know. I guess like if you ever watch Antiques Roadshow. I mean, not in years. Okay. Well, you know, that's like an easy show to fall asleep to because they're describing things. And, and they're, they're like very holding gently up. and very calm. Yeah, yeah. So I think it might be something like that. But, there you uh,
0: go. So this yeah. is a, an Imperial IPA. It's clocking in at 8% and you're drinking before the toast, but and oh, before the clink. My apologies. That's my apologies. A beer, a beer etiquette foul. My uh, apologies. Boy, man, you're off today. I am off today. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to keep – I got maybe I'll keep a tally mark. Like, so you're late. <laughs> check. <laughs> allergic to alcohol with no EpiPen. Check, drinking the beer without a uh, without a clink without a cheers. Check, man, uh, you're off. Okay, All right, here, here we, we go. go. Let's go back again.
1: Cheers. Cheers. That's super good. I definitely enjoy this one, um, better than last week's. If I'm honest. But, but you like the.
0: Um, you like the chocolate one, remember the, the, with the, the chili? The, the,
1: yes, uh, the coffee tasting one, right? Yeah, that was good.
0: I have another uh, another uh, coffee beer um, when we get to the second beer. Um, so let's go back to the uh, uh, the orange fact check. And I came up with the idea. Uh, they're always uh, fact checking Trump, right? Every time mm-hmm. he says something that gosh, man, there people are just like they're hanging on to his every word and they're doing the research. As soon as that guy says something. And so I came up with orange fact check because like he's orange. Oh. Right. I mean, that's the joke. I was wondering where you got the orange. Yeah, report. he's orange. So <laughs> this is my equivalent of a Trump fact check, but for what the content of our show. So it's the OFC. So, again, I'm not going to review every single thing. I think major, things,
1: major points. Yeah. The, and I okay. think that
0: things that we um, that we kind of elaborated on, maybe I should make sure that we're talking about the right thing. I, I we said the Lion King was uh, 1995. It's 1994. Like oh, I I, oh. I did. But my I did, mistake. I did fact check that, but that's not a big deal. Who cares we're off a year. Like you know, we don't remember every little detail about every little film that we've ever seen. Um, the big ones for me were, Steve McQueen was never in a Twilight Zone, but he was in an Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode. So, okay, so it was close. So we might have seen it and said, "Oh yeah, that's a Twilight Zone," but it really wasn't. It was an Alfred Hitchcock. Similar Hitchcock's category, Presents. yeah. yeah. Oh, de- I can def- see definitely. how that's
1: that could get confused over time.
0: It's definitely just one of those. Uh, as we've had a, that conversation, like a like a. Uh, Miss Memory, right? Um, that Robert Redford episode of The Twilight Zone was called Nothing in the Dark, and he is death. He is death, okay. He is death, and yeah. the lady does die, and, and he escorts her to the end. But afterlife. I did
1: say you were probably right because I didn't have a strong memory of that. I, I remembered him. I remember the ending, him walking her out the door. Um, to
0: a new home, but you thought it was like a, an old folks' home because you, you thought she was... I thought, thought he was
1: just, I thought he was just taking her outside for the first time right. like in years, just like take, going for a walk. I, I did not remember that he was death personified, which yes. makes it way more interesting. I'd like to go back and see that again.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the biggest thing I think we talked about was The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. and who we, how we like assumed Judy Garland was an adult. And she wasn't. I mean, she she looked old, but she was only sixteen years old when she she made that film. She was only sixteen. Yes. Okay. So we thought she was in her twenties, um, but yeah. no, she was only sixteen. So she was still pretty young. But in contrast to Shirley Temple, who they w- who they wanted, Shirley Temple was ten. So there's a big difference. There in is a in big that. difference, and I think yeah. that kind of goes along to the theory that we had that it makes more sense to cast a sixteen-year-old in that story and that fantastical story than a ten-year-old.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that her actual age changes the um the points we're making because i again I, even from a 10 10 year old to a 15 year old fortune that's still a big difference those couple of years so i think uh, yeah everything we said still stands that the older uh, the older the actress the different the different impact uh what happened to her had
0: um and then one of the things we talked about, about you know, Shirley Temple, they, she was going to star in it. At least they were talking about wanting her. Um, but she was under contract with the 20th Century Fox at the time. And uh, MGM was made the Wizard of Oz. So they were trying to work out a deal where, lend us Shirley Temple and we'll lend you someone. Um, and it just, didn't, it just fell through. So Judy Garland was the uh, ultimately casted in that. And then the rest is kind of history. That's Um, good. We're good. Yeah. So okay, the next thing, uh, next segment we want to talk about is this week in Star Wars. So you wanted this to be a recurring segment because we, we, you know, we talk about Star Wars as as, as something that's been uh, uh, deeply embedded in 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 our lives and and being interested in and talking about it for for since you know a New Hope.
1: Yes, and also it seems like every day there's a development in. Star Wars world, whether it's the theme parks, uh, <laughs> the Disney theme parks, or whether it's the movies or George Lucas or actors who aren't even in the new movies. So there's always something to talk about there. And that I think will be the case at least until the the opening of, of the movie and probably shortly thereafter. But I know that they're going to be pausing on making any new films for a while. They haven't announced anything yet. There's some that are in Supposed development, but that's a whole another story in itself because the uh, the past couple of films have been, um, <laughs> have been have been offbeat, to put it mildly. Yeah. So
0: yeah, and I think Rise of Skywalker comes out on December nineteenth. Um, are you are you going to see it? Are you looking forward to seeing it? Or I
1: think that's the first thing we have to talk about whether or not we're going to see it. I think it's a must see, and and I think it's a must see. <laughs> but but hear me out. Um. It's a must-see, not in the sense that the movie, I expect the movie to be great or good or even spectacularly horrible because that in itself might be something worth watching. But I think the whole saga, how Disney has handled Star Wars um, and, and Star Wars being the greatest film franchise of all time. And I know we talked about maybe Marvel's up there and in, in the running for that. But I think the longevity of Star Wars is um, it, its always the first It'll always be the oldest of those kinds of huge film franchises, and the way that it's crashed and burned in the past few years, I don't see how you can not see that. I don't say you can ignore that.
0: I'm ignoring it.
1: <laughs> so, I, I, so even for the the sheer spectacle of it, you're not interested in seeing what that's going to look like.
0: I don't. Again, I'm not vested in any character. Um, I think I might have seen The Last Jedi with the kids on, on, on the first night, on the Thursday evening. Uh, I know I'm I'm probably not going to do that this time around. I know you and I spoke about going to see it just so we can talk about it, but I really have zero. Like, can I have a negative interest in, 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 a, in a movie? Because I have zero interest, but I'm almost thinking like I have a negative interest in seeing that movie. Is like that an possi- aversion is that possible? towards it? Like an aversion towards like it. Like a repulsion, aversion
1: um i think it's possible um i think it's very possible i'm i'm getting there because i see and this is where we kind of our paths diverge because you don't have an interest in seeing it and um so for that reason you're just avoiding it for me because i don't have an interest in seeing it i don't have any investment in the characters and i think that the last two films were awful. I am able to look at all the spoilers and follow along with the plot development, all the leaks, and I'm able to, to look at all that and not feel um, like I'm missing out on something because I don't think it's going to be very good. Um, so so well,
0: There's no way it can. I mean, unless it could stand on its own, and it, I don't think it can stand on its own, if this is the culmination between what happened in A Force Awakens and uh, The Last Jedi, there's no way it could be narrative speak narratively speaking a good film because the first two films did nothing, and so how can you culminate nothing
1: yeah, the first two films well i i think yeah, the first two films certainly narratively were lacking, but I don't think I've ever seen uh a, i try to think in terms of a sequel I've never seen a sequel that was more disjointed from the first one, even if you some people like the a force the force awakens um but to your point about narratives and plots and how they're going to tie all this together, the rumor is that there are three different cuts of the film. I won't give you any spoilers just in case you're, <laughs> you're, I, you're I, interested. Don't, okay, don't spoil and it. And I won't spoil it. But the the rumor is that there are three different versions of the film. Um, one version is the, um, I believe it's the, Ca- what, they, what they're calling is the Kathleen Kennedy cut. And this is the one that was shown in the first test screenings that apparently, according to, rumors it was so bad that people got up and walked out and i i won't give the spoilers but i've heard what what was so bad in it and i may have gotten up and walked out too <laughs> if so, i had heard it so what do you I,
0: I, don't know, I don't want to know i don't want i don't know i don't want sure. anything about the movie so what what part of you has to know what's going on behind the scenes about the multiple endings when does that make the film any less enjoyable for you
1: um does it make the film any less en- well, I. Again, it's like watching a giant luxury cruise liner sink. It's like watching the Titanic sink.
0: Yeah, no one wants to watch that. Really? Do You want to watch that?
1: Well, well at They're one point, tragic. that was the most profitable movie in the world. A lot of people wanted to yeah, see that. But that was a romanticized. That's like uh, Pearl Harbor. It's okay, well, okay. Let me let me say it this way. Let me say it this way. It's like, I don't want to be morbid, but you know how like when you squash a bug, and you still have to look and see it. You that's know. the
0: uh, science of a sociopath, my friend. Well, like I'm not saying small I, animals.
1: Uh, no, I didn't say that I'd do that. I'm just, okay, fine. You know, if you're walking on the street and you see, uh, you know, someone run into a pole or a fight on the street, like you stop and look. So I think that's that's probably closer to what it is for me. It's uh, it's uh, more of a curiosity regarding the um, the disaster.
0: I might look, but I'm dialing 911 at the <laughs> same time. And that's funny. Tell I, we recently saw, I was driving in a car and, and, and we saw. Uh, uh, I, road rage or something that was going on, and the lady and they stopped on the freeway. They're cutting each other out, off, and they stopped inside. And the lady got off and took in front someone else. I'm like, okay, nine one one, nine one one. That's a good way to get shot. Oh, which is why we dialed nine one one and yeah. made sure uh, people were safe. But um, so it's a train wreck. You want to observe the train wreck?
1: That's yeah, and there's something entertaining about it. So you there's want you want to see it? About. You want to see it fail? There's well. After The Force Awakens, I wouldn't say that I was rooting for it to fail, but I was underwhelmed, and I thought it was the wrong direction, and the more that I thought about it, the, 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 more, the, the less regard I had for it. After The Last Jedi, and after the way um, the, the arrogance of the people at Disney, arrogance of the people involved in those movies, uh, and how they've insulted people who didn't like the movies, <laughs> now I'm, I would say I'm actively rooting for it to fail.
0: Now we and we talked about this before. That movie was reviewed well. The Last Jedi. I mean, I think we look at uh, Rotten Tomatoes, or I think it was like a ninety-five percent. Um,
1: it was a ninety, it was certified fresh. I think. Yeah, it has higher ratings than like the Joker. Yeah, how is that? How is that?
0: Now, how is that? That's like now you're gonna get into conspiracy. Like, how is that possible that a film like The Last Jedi, which, again, narratively is a failure. I mean, forget Star Wars and forget uh. Forget Leia and Luke's uh, 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 renouncing of the Jedi faith. Let, let's forget all that stuff. Narrative, narratively, that movie is a failure. How, how do you explain reviewers reviewing that film positively? I, I don't. I, I don't understand it, and I, I probably will subscribe to whatever theory you want to throw out there.
1: So up until. About six, seven, maybe eight months ago, what we're talking about was all a conspiracy, and it was just a theory. Uh, But it was confirmed by a writer for Rotten Tomatoes, and the writer was on a podcast. I think it was a writing podcast or a film podcast, and, you know, just guard was down talking about films and how the film ratings work, and he just flat-out said that you give certain movies good reviews. That way you get access to the next movie or you get the certain, uh, access to the, the actors, the directors for the interviews and stuff. So, uh, that's why they started calling it. Well, many people, uh, in film criticism and people who have YouTube channels and, and, uh, and such started calling them the access media because they, their, uh, their reviews are, they're bought. They, uh, they have a price on them. And if they give the wrong review, they will be denied access to the next movie or the next director, or the next interview
0: and I'm looking at uh, and I pulled it up right now, on my phone um, it's ninety it was ninety one percent um, but then when I started looking at the reviews they're from from organizations I've never heard of before. Lovers of Star Wars are incredibly lucky to have Johnson at the helm, who is clearly a super fan of the saga now. I don't get that review at all. Um, get ready to buckle' Here's another one. Get ready to buckle up for plenty of action, tension, twists, and surprises in the second installment in the trilogy. Another one. I love the last Jedi. I loved its willingness to go to places that will surely anger legions of fans. that's a, that's a weird yeah. that's a weird review. like you're applauding the fact that it's gonna anger the fan base uh, how How do you applaud? How do you plot a, a film because it's willing to, to anger the fan base? Well, I, I don't understand they, that. They
1: have to, and I this is the uh, the Rotten Tomato writer that I was referring to that I found the article. Um, Danny Roth admits to creating positive reviews in order to maintain access while discussing Captain Marvel's Rotten Tomatoes controversy. So this came this was in March of 2019. So um, the question was put to them, you know, so many people didn't like Captain Marvel. So many people hated it. How did it get such good reviews? I think that was another movie that was in the high, um, well, I think the, the audience reviews were super low and the critic reviews were really high, at least for a couple of days. And he was on a podcast and he just said, we, we have to do this in order to have access to the next movie.
0: And I get that if you're a small small organization. So I had to scroll through probably um, 30 reviews before I finally got to some, like a legitimate, not that the, the smaller places aren't legitimate, but a legitimate that I recognize, like CNET. So mm-hmm. everyone's heard of CNET. Yeah. The richest, most epic, most emotional Star Wars movie so far. <laughs> what film was he watching so i mean and i guess i agree with you ultimately hey you can't give the negative review because then you want access to the other films like guess what you're not going to get it um but there's a way to write a review about a film that you're lukewarm about and make it seem positive um i've i now go back to my work i've written tons of letters of recommendations for people like like i've been doing it now for 10 or 15 years you still have to write the letter of recommendation from the person you don't like or you don't even value as an employee, but it's pretty straightforward. This person was an employee for 14 years, this person did that, and you basically go objectively line by line about what their responsibilities were. You don't go over and beyond um, uh, describing like this person was contributed to your organization. So I get, I get writing the review because you're afraid it's gonna cut off access for you but don't say this is the most emotionally evocative Star Wars film I've ever seen. That 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 does not make sense to me.
1: That's an interesting point you bring up, and I don't know that I've heard anybody else bring that point, uh, make that point, that the reviews are, they they just go so far beyond what would be reasonable. Yeah. They're so um, it's over the top. They're flamboyant. Maybe and well I, and maybe I think
0: maybe that's the joke. Maybe that's the joke, though.
1: Well, I, I just I, I think there's two possible reasons for that. I just I jotted them down real quick. The first is it's possible that if they are in the pocket of movie studios and of these production companies, which they are, um, then they take their direction or their lead or their, their, the tone that they, they, that they approach films toward. Um, they take their lead from the directors, from the studio heads. And if the, if the director, for example, like Ryan Johnson, making, uh, statements that just insulted fans and, um, uh, Brie Larson making statements that insulted fans and and uh, called people who didn't like the the movie sexist or man babies and you know, all these horrible things, then it's possible that these uh, writers maybe feel uh, that arrogance maybe just trickles down and so they're just they, they write whatever it almost doesn't matter. Um, and the other reason might be there might be a strange um, a strange. What, what what's the term I'm looking for? Like they like it's almost like because they know the movie isn't good, they're overselling it. Yeah, almost like they're compensating for something. No, I so <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. <laughs> that I w- might be the case.
0: I was just gonna say, why don't we go watch um, Rise of Skywalker, and why don't we, no matter what we think of it, do a positive re- positive review for it?
1: Oh, interesting exercise. And have it
0: be an exercise in creativity. And and say, hey, <laughs> no matter what we think of good, this yeah. movie, we're going to say this movie is the Citizen Kane of our time, <laughs> even though I don't like Citizen <laughs> Kane, by the way. I
1: don't like Citizen Kane either, actually, very much.
0: Yeah. So even That's though I don't one I, that we agree on. Yeah. So I think we should we, we should do like a parody. I think we should review it highly like this accolade after accolade. This should be nominated for every Academy Award and see what we can do. Maybe we do. Maybe we do two different versions. We do a reversion that's saying, "Hey, this is the greatest film ever made," and then we'll do the real version. And and again, I don't know how they can 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 resolve. It's things I don't even care about. I don't care about any of the character arcs in this film. I still think that uh, it's such a mess. That Finn and Poe—they're not likable characters. Um, I think again, Ray had some potential, and I don't think that she's fulfilled that that destiny for to use a Star Wars phrase. I don't get Kylo really. Um, I don't get their motivations, I don't get their actions. I I, I don't get I don't get what it's trying to do and I don't know I don't well even no know if they does. know I don't
1: know if they know what they're trying to do with no, it. No, no one does. And there's been many uh insiders who have of course anonymously, so you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt. But the story that's being pieced together from these anonymous insiders and no, don't don't tell, do don't tell us a story. Oh, no, not stories, but but no, not not the story of the film, but the story of the production. Oh. Um, how you got from a force, uh, the Force Awakens to the Last Jedi, the story that's being pieced together is that um, that there was an outline or many outlines that George Lucas had, stories and um, uh, mythos and characters and all sorts of great ideas that George Lucas had, and his understanding when he sold Star Wars to Bob Iger. And this actually came out in Bob Iger's book, too. Right, you were, ta- you were talking about that. Yeah, right. which is a very strange thing to admit unless he's trying to absolve himself of something and, and place the blame on someone else. But um, George Lucas thought that they were going to use his ideas and use his stories and use his characters and, and have a, a totally new Star Wars. for Because for whatever you think of the prequels, there was new technologies, new planets new setting, new characters, and it was something different. And that's, he, that was his big thing. He was always trying to make something different. He didn't want to rehash what he'd already done. And so he was very disappointed, and he felt betrayed um, when he saw The Force Awakens. And uh, he's never made any official statements, but he, he is very disappointed. And um, when Kathleen Kennedy handed the first movie to J.J. J. Abrams, he had story treatments and outlines for what he was going to do with these characters, and for some unknown, and you could see things that were being set up in the Force Awakens, and for some unknown reason, Ryan Johnson was given the second one. And um, the tossing of the lightsaber by Luke when he's on the cliff, uh, many people have seen as representative of Ryan Johnson just throwing away what J. J. Abrams had, and so, uh, like it, like him or not, for whatever you know. JJ J. Abram's strengths and weaknesses are he I don't think he had this mess in mind. I think he had places he wanted to take the characters. And like you said, you talked about Ray and Finn like you felt something. I mean you, they might not have been the greatest characters, but they were heading somewhere and then at the end of the movie they were separated and so you're th- there there was some momentum going. And uh, the last Jedi just took all that away and again, no one knows why Ryan Johnson was given that movie and why he was allowed to do whatever he wanted to do, especially considering, that Lucasfilm has apparently a, uh, a, um, a group of, of – stor- I forgot the name of it. But there's a group of women who oversee all the stories and who um, suggest plot points and suggest directions for characters. And you're wondering, what were, th- were they in charge of any of that or did they allow this to happen? Because uh, it seems like the, the movies aren't connected at all. But that's sort of the summary of what people know about the history of the production of, of these two movies. And um, so I think J.J. Abrams, again, for whatever you think about him as a filmmaker, I, I agree with you. I think he has an impossible task. I don't think it's possible to tie up um, – because <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Johnson, whatever threads were there, he just cut them in half. And there's just no – there's no putting it back together, I don't think.
0: And I think that that's probably the challenge, right? I mean if um – if brian johnson was given plot points um to that he had to hit in in the last jedi and then basically you know you have free reign over everything else but again trying to figure out what what do i expect in in the last uh the new one rise of skywalker i i don't know i mean i i know there's i see that we saw the uh the last uh you know the trailers that have been going on and i still don't know what the nature of ray and kylo's relationship are they love interests I, i would like to think that they wanted to at least initially play with the idea that they were siblings um i don't think that's going to play out um i've also heard the 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 idea that she's a palpatine's offspring um or a clone of uh, palpatine i mean you hear all these things out there i don't know uh one of the things i thought of maybe maybe she's an offspring of the midi clorians right <laughs> we got to we got to go back to uh, the Mii got like one notation one one reference in uh in episode 1 and and that was pretty much it.
1: Yeah, cuz it no one liked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so maybe she was much like uh Anakin was created by the Mii maybe Rey was created by the Mii Well, I
1: don't think I finished the the earlier thought about it. I think there's no spoilers. So uh there, there there were first two versions of the movie. There was the Kathleen Kennedy cut, which people were referring um, this cut to uh, as and this was the cut of the film that people walked out of, apparently stormed out. And then there's a second cut, which is which people are calling the, the Abrams and Iger cut, um, or some people are just calling it the Iger cut. Some people people are calling it the Abrams cut. But this is a different cut of the movie, very very different. And there's whole there's entire characters that are not in this one. <laughs> there's entire story arcs that are just it, so it's a completely different movie almost. And the third one, again, this is all rumor and speculation, not confirmed. But multiple different sources have um, have uh, reported this rumor. The third one is the George Lucas cut. Apparently, George Lucas was brought in to help solve all these problems. And um, I know what the r- again, I won't say it. You know, I won't uh, spoil it for anybody in case this is the cut they went with. But. Um, if this movie has any hope of succeeding at any level, it's going to be the George Lucas uh, cut with with those uh, with those um, plot developments, let's say.
0: Now, it's going to make a ton of money, though, right? I mean, I don't think there's any doubts that it's going to make a ton of money. I mean, I think
1: projections are dropping by the sure, week. Sure.
0: But even if it even if it even if it minimally, it's going to make a ton of money.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, you don't. How much did they pay for Star Wars? Four billion. So you they've don't.
0: But they've already made that four billion yeah, they, they back made with back. Force
1: Awakens. I think they made it back with Force Awakens. Yeah, I, and I the think merchandise. I'm, I'm sure they did. But still, I don't think that you release Star Wars and expect to not break records, uh, or expect not to. I, I, and I think like 800 million, 900 million. That's probably easy. I remember, uh, everybody was calling Batman v Superman, which is a classic. <laughs> a classic. <laughs> Everyone was calling that. <laughs> A flop, and that made something like six hundred million.
0: what's really the other one money. with uh, with Will Smith and, uh, and Oh Suicide Squad? That, well, that was a, another th- one, but that made a ton of money. A ton of even money, being even being a failure critically speaking, that still made a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, no so one that movie. I'm assuming terrible. this is gonna make a lot of money regardless of what the critics say, regardless of what the with the fans say, because I mean, Star Wars always appeal to kids. And so kids have to feel. I always feel kids have that built-in audience because you have a six-year-old girl who loves Ray. She wants to be Ray for Halloween. She bought the costume. She can't go to the theater by herself. So when you take a look at movie movies like like Star Wars, that has a big fan uh, that ha- that has a big base that's geared toward kids, the kids have to go to the movie with their sibling and their parents. So it's you don't get one person going like I would go by myself, or maybe I might take my kids with me. But you have you have a family. Going to see this movie, it's going to make a lot of money, and uh, and it'll probably be reviewed, uh, uh, highly. I don't think there's anything they can do. I, I try to figure out, like, based on what I know about the the storyline, what could they do to make it satisfying for me? And so the storyline I came up with, and again, you know, I've written a bunch of stuff. Uh, so this, is, this is your version of how is, they can solve. This is my version on how they can the, make it
1: the plot holes and all the loose ends okay
0: if they wanted if they want to hire me to do rewrites or (laughs) or do a treatment i probably could do that but based on what i know about star wars and i've seen all the movies i i haven't seen value i i see value in the prequels i know everyone hates the prequels but i I see i like them they've stood out more now i think in the past four or five years now since force awakens they stood out now they stand out more as more palatable than the recent films I think for the Star Wars fans I
1: mean the problem with those movies was the direction um, it was not and some of the, the dialogue was clunky at, at times but um, but I, I like the characters I like the, the the development of the um, of Anakin I thought was was um, like you said it holds up really well um, even if at times it was a little clunky yeah and, there's misfires you there's know, plenty of misfires the the, the sand, you know, gets everywhere. <laughs> you
0: know? Well, but <laughs> here, here's the one thing that I also think the about. The pod racing. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll take that pod race better than that casino uh, oh, oh, side story in The Last Jedi. Give me that. Without a doubt. Give me eight, give eight. Was that like a ten minute? It was like a super long sequence. Ten minutes. Give me ten minutes of pod racing over that casino sequence in The Last Jedi. Without a doubt.
1: Uh, not, not to derail us too much. I know you're going to give us your, um, your take on what should happen or what could happen. But I will say this: just, just, to put this out there, there is a certain—I don't—I wouldn't call it a charm—but *The Last Jedi* does have something about it that is rewatchable. I haven't been *The Last Jedi*. Yeah, I haven't found a way to put it into words. We saw it. I mean, we I, saw I know it we watched it here, but there's so it, its it has got this sort of thing. It's—it's it's got this movie you put on as you're vacuuming kind of thing going on no. I I, no I I know that might just be me but no. there's something that is maybe because it's so ridiculous it, Th- it's that's
0: called so I believe sadomasochism <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I don't say.
1: it's so ridiculous it's all I almost treat it like a comedy or I, it's like a like no. a like a like a national lampoons parody and there's something to it that is it's <laughs> just I don't know. I, did I don't we know. talk?
0: Did we talk about? Did we talk about how we felt that Spaceballs might be a more faithful, uh, uh, in the Star Wars we universe? Didn't it, but we did, yeah, we, 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 did talk we, about. We that. talked <laughs> about how maybe Spaceballs might be more in line, aligned with Star Wars mythology okay. than the okay. Last okay. Jedi, right?
1: To, to to your point right there, I would say that, and I, and I don't even I, like sta- space balls. Oh, I, I think Spaceballs is hilarious, but I will say this: I would say that ludicrous speed is more in line with Star Wars than being able to propel yourself at light speed towards <laughs> towards star destroyers. So you remember the ludicrous speed first? it's uh, light speed no light speed's too slow we have to go to ludicrous speed, ludicrous speed, right It's uh, light speed then ridiculous speed than ludicrous speed. I think that a faster light speed is more in line with something that could possibly exist in Star Wars like some extra special warp drive you know whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, because that wouldn't fundamentally change everything about all the Star Wars movies and all the extended universe, you know, everything. Um, w- everything was changed with that one scene. That one scene where um, Admiral Gender Studies with the purple hair shoots that, they're, they're uh, whatever it's called, um, uh, yeah, they, they use the light speed propelled ship as a weapon against the Star Destroyers. And not just one, but it the, f- the whole fleet of them, or like, or at least several of them. That's the uh,
0: that's the uh, the moment of s- no sound. Yes. Right. And and remember, I told you in the theater they had that little poster saying you're going to lose sound at this one scene where I can tell oh you what the scene God. is, but just want to forewarn you, it's not a it's not a sound issue, but there's just no sound.
1: Yeah. So whatever whatever that was about, but regardless, I again, like you said, I think Spaceballs is a more faithful adaptation. It, it
0: may be more <laughs> aligned to the Star Wars universe than the Last Jedi. Um, Another thing I was going to talk about before I give you my little theory on what maybe they could possibly do now, it's too late. Uh, how about the music? I mean, episode one, two, and three had an amazing
1: soundtrack. Duel of the Fates. Duel
0: of the Fates is one of the best stall I mean, it's right up there yeah. with the Imperial March and Yoda's theme. And, and I mean, it, it is holds really up, up to there. Thing,
1: yeah, and uh, all the, uh, even the um, the romance themes. That the, were the, in, hook, uh, the
0: hook, uh, the hook. The reuse of the hook theme. Yeah,
1: yeah, all the, but I, hey, that was memorable i mean uh yeah it was really good and, and the uh,
0: battle of the heroes and 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 uh revenge of the sith when uh, luke and obi-wan are fighting that that's excellent. that piece of music is amazing yeah excellent. i can't recall and i don't even think john williams did the music for force awakens right i think he came back for Je- uh, uh last jedi and that i do not know I, i'll look it up right now but I can't recall a single no, I can't unique piece of music that isn't tied back to you know
1: one through six. Agreed. Yeah, there's nothing there's no original music unless you count the. Um, I don't know. Do you want to count the music in the casino, <laughs> in well, the Last Jedi? I, I, I can, You know what's funny about that too? Uh, you can remember the song from. Um, uh, is it? Uh, oh God, what's the name of the? On Tatooine, the. Um, the bar, the can- Is it the, uh, can- the, the, cantina? the cantina band, yeah. The ca- you can remember that song, yeah. But I can't remember anything. Can even you remember the one themes. piece of
0: music from uh, Last Jedi or, Last Jedi or, or Force Awakens? The Force Awakens, no. Yeah, can't. because it's not memorable. I, I, and I'll look it up in a second. I'm pretty sure George uh, John Williams did not produce the soundtrack for the Force Awakens, but then they brought him back for um,
1: that. I do not know.
0: Re- re- well, regardless, the soundtrack's pretty. Uh, uh, not noteworthy
1: no not at all
0: right I mean uh, John Williams is you know getting older but he said hey like uh, do I really got to do this and and put some work out that that's not memorable which isn't typically the case with them all right so here it is gonna give you my what I think they could do to fix it even though it's way too late unless they want to postpone this movie release for two years and do retakes Th- didn't you say they shot like a bunch of this movie they reshot a bunch of this movie
1: the rumor is that anywhere from 50 to 75% of the movie was reshot to accommodate the different directions that the different, uh, you know, whether it was Kennedy or Iger or Abrams or Lucas, felt it should go. And the idea was after all the reshoots, and they were reshooting apparently up until like a month and a half or two months ago.
0: So uh, what confidence... Do the actors have in playing the characters they have none. When, when when you're reshooting constantly? I wonder what, what they have. None. They look at the trailer and just say, Did they go back to the trailer and say, Oh man, again?
1: <laughs> we, we just did this. And now I got to do it differently. This was the reason why the trailers were all so vague. Do you remember the first trailers? It was mostly uh, the first trailer, I think, one of the first few trailers was a compilation of different scenes from the movies, and like half of it was from episodes. 4 5 and 6. Yes. And so again all the all the information fits together with these supposed leaks that the reshoots were ongoing up until very recently. And the idea was that they were going to test all the different the uh, different cuts of the film and um and decide which ones worked best. So that's uh, yeah, that's what I maybe there are some movies that have worked like that but definitely no classics i don't think there's any classic film that ever was like that was there i mean
0: well now uh, um, now i think it's easier probably to do reshoots and shoot multiple endings i think right i, I mean i'm
1: sure it is i think well th- was it superman one of the supermans richard donner
0: the quest for peace oh yeah,
1: that's <laughs> what's, it, what's that that frankenstein character that villain at the end i forgot his name but that's uh, uh nuclear uh, man i think nuc- was, it was a nuclear man was, uh, okay that's right was yeah, part yeah Four. Uh, that's an interesting story in itself, but, um, yeah, I think it was Superman one and two, Richard Donner was almost done with him and they brought someone else to redo it. I don't know of any other films that were at least done like this, where, I mean, at least major films, major epic films like this that were, that had multiple endings shot just so you can piece together the best version of the movie that just sounds like a recipe for disaster
0: so do you think you know i know they shoot multiple endings now because they're afraid everything's gonna get leaked it's gonna get leaked it's gonna leak so this does not pay, play into that strategy of hey let's shoot multiple endings because if one gets leaked it might not be the correct one like end game i know it might okay so then it, it might it not might. because we have three crappy that. endings we, we we have one true ending but we're it, gonna shoot these other ones just in case stuff starts leaking out online and i just heard the uh, you hear that story that uh mbo yeah, yeah. he's yeah, that's, totally he, that's, he, that's he 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 left the script behind and it got it was sold for like 60 bucks on eBay or something like that
1: yeah and that's exactly uh, what I was going to say which is uh, it is possible that well the number of reshoots they're doing makes it unlikely but yeah I'm sure I guess it is possible that many of the re- reshoots are just to throw people off um but th- it doesn't seem like that's the case. But it certainly is possible. I, the leaked script is certainly a plant because I listen to a lot of coverage about that, and apparently those scripts are very uh, – they, they don't just get left places. I mean, they're they are numbered. They're accounted for. Uh, there's very high security over those scripts, and uh, they're, they're just – if anybody did do anything like that, they—they um, they, there would be severe consequences for their career. Especially – well – Especially if it was someone who just worked on the set, you know, not an actor, right? And I think we talked about that before with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, earlier. I was
0: just gonna say Ruffalo.
1: And uh, so my so the the thinking is, and this is what I tend to think, is that it was a plant, um, Does it generate buzz because the d- movie's coming out. Maybe generate buzz, and also to um, I, I there's a lot of different reasons. I think one of the reasons why these people, all these leaks, were coming out, is I'm thinking that the, the vitriol among in the fan bases so Boy, vitriol
0: again with the big words <laughs> well, I've got to is,
1: it, is it, i gotta make up for all my ums and ahs and the d- lip smack are so you gotta,
0: are you like uh are you like okay i gotta work this word into today's uh podcast i'm gonna find a well, word it's on that, my list here is right? it vitriol <laughs> yeah like check i have
1: vitriol i have uh <laughs> Sanguine, <laughs> sanguine. I know that. I know what that word means. I know how it's spelled. I don't even know how to pronounce sanguine? it. Sanguine is that like blood? It's, a, it's from blood. No, it's well, a, well, it, it means like. Uh, Doesn't mean peaceful or calm. Oh, and that figure
0: that has like a, a Latin origin related to blood. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, this shouldn't wait until. Uh, it's okay. Sanguine, <laughs> sanguine, optimistic or positive, especially in an apparently bad or difficult situation. Okay, I said calm. So what's so, it's the, it's
0: not so what's the origin? Like it's
1: Latin for. Uh, literary s- blood red yeah a blood red color yeah okay so a- as an adjective it means optimistic bullish hopeful are you taking positive.
0: the uh, GREs anytime soon Are you gonna <laughs> go for a doctorate degree yeah, yeah there you go. Sci- a side D uh, and you're looking you can take the GREs and so they're uh, too expensive you're doing I, you're I doing word prep. you're doing vocabulary prep I think right
1: I have more than enough um, more than enough debt to last me for Multiple lifetimes. Okay. So <laughs> so there you we're go. N- so we're not, not doing anything else anytime soon. So just
0: to try to expand your vocabulary. Unless
1: this makes us millionaires, in which case I will pay off the debts and then hey, why not? I'll well, what you, in <laughs> order
0: for in order for it to be uh, make us millionaires, you got to show up to work on time. <laughs> I knew you were going there. A docu- I'm gonna docu- you going to dock you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for showing up late.
1: All right. Okay. We'll write that into my contract. I'd,
0: I'd definitely write that into your contract. And and uh, I'm going to say this one too, and I haven't mentioned this yet, so I'm going to say it right now respond to your texts. I, I'm like te- <laughs> I've never texted you I, I've never really texted you before this and now this is like a job and 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 I've been texting you and like you're off the grid. It I sometimes am off the grid. Yeah, I sometimes. Is this I, and I get get you have a young kid. I get <laughs> you have uh, you're kind of how long you been married now? 3 uh, years.
1: Over 3 years, yeah. Okay, so years. I
0: know you got kind of a newlywed kind of a new kid. How old your kid? 7 months? 6 months. 6 months. I get that. Respond to the text. It's w- inappropriate. I, it's I unprofessional. I to the text. I'm gonna dock you for not <laughs> responding to that. I'm sending you notes about the podcast and prep work, and uh, and I'm, I'm I'm getting ghosted. Am well, I getting Am I getting
1: ghosted? Is that well? Is but that but, it? but sometimes like we'll purposely do the the no phone. That like we'll go somewhere. I was like, okay, no phones. You know, really, you have a
0: no phone rule. What if like there's well, sometimes s- really, yeah, sometimes. And that's a
1: mutual or the wife tells you no phone. I think it's mutual. I think it's mutual. And I, it's certainly, it gets a little, my responding does get a little more spotty right after football season because it's been such a uh, frantic life for 10, 11, well, actually no more than that if you count all this, uh, the, you know, before the season starts. So for like a month or so after the season ends, things get a little slower paced, but uh, but point taken.
0: Okay, so I'm just re- going over the, looking at the text thread right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, really? Let's see. Um, Well,
1: I respond. It might not be right away.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's the? uh, I texted you good morning because you know I need to practice my social skills at nine o three a.m. yesterday. Working on tomorrow's show on the Google Doc at nine o four. 1029 you awake or just slacking I probably think you're slacking uh, no response 1131
1: Oh once well, it's Saturday morning I'm not I don't think I'm even I don't know where my phone is on Saturday morning
0: 1131 pretty much done with notes for episodes Two and three and then I finally get a response back at 252 p.m. I don't so e-
1: honestly I don't remember you texting me that stuff.
0: the, the first text is <laughs> 903 and I'm like a jealous girlfriend uh, 903 10, 11, 12, when 1, was this? 2, 3. This th- so six hours later, oh, hey, sorry. Left the phone home yesterday while I was at with the, fam, with the fan. There's a typo.
1: You're <laughs> oh, lagging. Are you critiquing my grammar? You're, you're lagging. You're I lagging. I don't see anything that you sent me on Saturday it, morning. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm looking at it right here.
0: Um, So this is – I. I ha- This is Wednesday? You know what's, you know what's going oh,
1: to the, well, no, There's Wednesday.
0: Well, just look at the lags between uh, the texts. Okay,
1: well, there's Wednesday. But look, there, there's Thursday. You
0: know what's going to happen? There's Friday. You know what's going to be funny? You know what's going to be funny, right? And there's yesterday. I don't know. what You yeah. you, you ultimately responded to me. So, yeah, oh, where's the where's the stuff between them? I don't know. All I got was yo. Oh. You have, a, you have an Apple product, right? I have an Apple there product. There you go. That explains okay, but, that. Explains that.
1: But, but seriously, though. You're not the only person who tells me that. My grandfather was trying to call me. He said that said my phone was uh, when he was calling me. He said you, it was you, out of service. Do so you like
0: turn the phone off and on periodically no, to kind of restart no. it?
1: No. I, with Android phone users, this sometimes happened.
0: Um, so the Apple product, the iPhone, is what I would refer to as the Ryan Johnson of uh, <laughs> cell of phones. Of technology. Yeah. Of cell okay.
1: Phones. So so maybe we <laughs> should uh, maybe we should have one of those checks pending because I I feel like I respond. But I'm not seeing those texts. Oh. The same. There's Friday and then there's yesterday.
0: Um, this is w- th- I'm gonna tell you this is gonna happen, right? Um, you're thinking like we're doing this, it's cool, we're talking about it, we we have great conversations. I'm like, okay, I got a I'm OCD. I got my notes. I'm super prepped. I've been prepping for most of the week, and I'm I'm trying to check in with you to make sure we're on the same page. And you're just gonna say like, screw this. This guy's like really kind of obsessive compulsive, <laughs> and I don't need this sh- crap. <laughs> <laughs> because i already got a job and i already got a wife in and a, and, a, and a six month old kid I don't need this so i might not have to fire you because i'm pretty <laughs> sure you're probably gonna quit because you're gonna have to deal with my my <laughs> mental insanity I, uh, i'm i'm ongoing i'm
1: still waiting to hear what the uh what the resolution to this star wars you, oh yeah right I, yeah, <laughs> right when, when star so where, where are we at so here for at,
0: uh, 55 minutes we're doing good oh all right and we've even got to half of the the agenda so we might be clocking in a, an hour and 30 minutes might be for this episode. I think so. Um, so here's how I save Star Wars. And okay. This is all my <laughs> Jedi training. <laughs> all my Jedi training since episode uh, four in, in, in the 70s has prepared me to fix Star Wars like only I can do. Here we go. Kylo and what's her name? Uh, Ray. I was going to say Ren. Oh, Kylo Ren and Ray, Ren and Stimpy. They, they would make better Jedi, I <laughs> yeah, think. Than, they uh, would make a better parent. I think they would. They have better chemistry. I, I think so. So Kylo and Ray are siblings. They're twins because it okay. aligns back to the, uh, the whole Luke and Leia twin situation. They were separated at birth, which makes sense because they, just like Luke and Leia, Luke took Kylo and Ray was sent somewhere else under the protective watch of someone that we don't know yet, like Ben right so they're siblings so right now the character arcs are designed I think the way they're written and it might align to this in the movie that Ray has been the protagonist for the first two films I believe she is should become a Sith Lord in this next episode and they even teased it but I think you spoiled that for me already and, and talked about why we see her with the uh, with the red lightsaber so I'm not even going to talk about your theory on that but I would like to see Ray. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right you remember? Yeah, I remember. Um, I would like Ray to become a Sith Lord or a Sith apprentice. And I would very much like to see Ben um, become the new uh, Jedi. So I, I would like for them to switch sides and that would be a very interesting character arc. And I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, are they love interests? I mean, that's one thing we, b- we talked about pre- previously.
1: It's unclear. Is it's it, completely unclear.
0: Is it that incestual thing between Luke and Leia, like in, we had in an, an episode five? Is it an incestu- incestuous love interest in their siblings?
1: or I won't necessarily—well, I won't give any sp- Well, I, Again, I don't even know if I know supposed, I just know what the leaks What's are, out there. which I won't give. Um, but to that point, it's completely unclear. So it would be—I if I mean— Let's just even if they were brother and sister, I don't think anything's even happened that would the only thing that make that gave any sort of sexual tension in that relationship
0: with topless topless caro exactly Rett, topless and Kylo the Rett.
1: comments she made where she's like, "Can you put a shirt on please but to me, in order for that to have any uh weight to it, he would have to look like. You have to look better in that. I mean, he, they gave him. I know they gave him that super high waisted. Uh, he wasn't um, sexy. No, he was not. But they, but that's why they gave him that super high waisted. And he had uh, an odd body. Trousers. He had an odd body shape too. Yeah. That, like that's the whole thing, right? Yeah, like they, uh, like they photo or they, um, they digitally enhanced that like his the pecs. Yeah, that too. was a, And he had a wide, a wide
0: shoulder and a slim waist. It was very uh, proportionately. Yeah,
1: it, it looked to me like they manipulated. He might
0: have not been. He might not be human. Right, I mean, his proportions were off. Well, you think
1: he's like a reptilian? I I, I don't know, but he definitely proportions (laughs) were off. He looked off, and it's uh, and that can be done well at times. Like it was done well with, um, I mean, you know, regardless of the movie. Are we talking about
0: topless men in? No, no, no.
1: When they (laughs) when they enhance someone because they don't necessarily look super in shape, Um, they did that with Affleck in Batman v Superman. So again, regardless of the movie, he
0: wasn't in shape. He looked great. He was working out. He.
1: Well, he looked okay, but he certainly didn't look the way he looked when he had his shirt off and he was working out in the when he was training. Okay, those training scenes, he looked when you first saw it. He looked like Rocky from Rocky IV. He was ripped, like jacked. Um, but he didn't. There's no way he got in that good of shape. And when you looked at the movie and on, on the uh, on the streaming version or DVD or whatever, you can clearly tell he was. It was digitized, so that can be done well. But that scene, they certainly. They either didn't go far enough, or they just, or if that's really what it looks like, it's, it's very odd. Uh, so it just looks like this awkward scene where she's telling the guy to put his shirt on because it makes her uncomfortable.
0: You know. I would like that film, this film, to end with them going their separate ways, and uh, Kylo looking to start a new Jedi Council, and Ray taking on a Sith apprentice.
1: Well, but how does that how does that finish the story? Like doesn't that doesn't that leave
0: it leaves it open ended? Then I'm assuming that Disney, so Disney may take a hiatus, but l- I assure you, they're going to shoot another trilogy. There, there's no way they wouldn't.
1: After they get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, I think she's gon- she's going to be gone. Well, after this movie's released, they can't do it now. Or they
0: need to set something up, and so you have some closure. You find out who Ray is. Um, Kylo has his uh, character arc, and, and he's restored. And you leave it open ended that, that there's going to be another trilogy with these schools out there in the galaxy.
1: That would work for me. That would work for me. I think, however, if it was – I don't think it's going to be resolved well, but if it was going to be resolved well, they would have to do something like that, something unexpected. And the only thing that makes sense would be something – on uh, and that magnitude with a character that you just didn't see coming. Um, and for Rey, she was so... Oh got so flat of a character for me. The only way to give her any kind of dimension, any kind of weight, any kind of lasting impact would be to have something like this happen. And it might be a bit gimmicky, but I don't see another way out. I, I You can't just make a normal rising action, climax... Movie, I, I just don't see how they can do that and have it not be a disaster, because you can't resolve everything. The emperor coming back is just oh, it's so that's a. It's a gra- It's like
0: cash grab, right? I mean, let's let's play. I mean, the whole that whole first trailer we saw was based on nostalgia and hey. Yeah, it's but it's J- also it's J J Abrams going to restore balance to the fourth force by giving you guys what you want instead of what Ryan Johnson gave you in the Last Jedi.
1: But it's also that. Ryan Johnson killed the the main villain, with no backstory, with, with no, no backstory. backstory, with no and, and no one to take his place, and
0: that was br- but that was brave though, right? That's, that's <laughs> what the review said. <laughs> it that, was it subverting was a, the expectations. It was, br- it was subverting. It, it was brave. It was a brave, bold choice for the filmmaker. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, it was terrible. I, and so that that's why they had to bring him because who do you bring back? You, you can't introduce a new character in uh, in part three. That was one of the mistakes of uh, the Dark Knight Rises. It's one of the reasons why it. It didn't quite have the same impact um, of the uh, Dark Knight, or
0: I think I always thought they were going to come back with uh, Darth Plagueis, right? The guy the one only Sith Lord who can defy um, death, right? I th- I th- when when Palpatine um, tells Anakin that story in that space opera about Darth Plagueis, I thought for sure they were going to go back uh, back to that. You know, the, he was the only Sith Lord who can defy death. So I thought that was going to be a payoff somehow in this trilogy, and it's not. So that, um, would, that
1: would please the fans, and it seems like they've done everything to avoid that. <laughs> it seems like they've gone out of their way to just piss everybody off. So final
0: um, thoughts on this. How excited are you to see this movie? You, you basically want to see it fail. You want to go see it I'm excited opening for the weekend spectacle. to fail.
1: I'm excited for the spectacle of it. I'm not expecting to see a good movie, but I am excited to see. Well, I also love going to the movie, so I'm excited to see the movie from that aspect of it, just to, you know, there's crowds and every everyone else will be excited to see it. And, and again, on some level, I am looking forward to the event itself. So that's as much as I'm looking forward to it. And you're, at, you're still debating whether or not you're even going to see it.
0: The only reason why I would see it is to talk about it here. I mean, I have no, I've yet, I've saw the movie once. I saw Last Jedi in the theater. Um, We saw it together when we saw a couple of weeks ago, we saw about 80% of it, which had been the first time I went back to it since I saw it in the theater. So that was the first time. Yeah. I've seen some clips here and there. Like you were, when we put it on, you're like, Hey, look, you've been watching it. It, because it's queued up to a certain scene. Um, I was watching the scene b- with uh, Ray and Kylo taking out the uh, the Emperor's uh, knights, uh, the Royal Guard, because uh, I thought, like, hey, was that cool? Because it, you know, again, uh, and uh, well we need to move on, but <laughs> it was the first Star Wars movie with a, a lightsaber battle. I mean, let's defy def- the let, let's. I'm okay with defying convention and defying tradition. If it's going to do something novel and if it's going to do something engaging, interesting, how do you not have a lightsaber battle?
1: Because you're purposely trying to piss people off. You're purposely trying to destroy a modern mythology. Yeah,
0: that's a a skip. That's what I call a skip. I'm I'm done. I'm not going to see it. I'm going to boycott that. Okay.
1: I will see it, but again, I I will see it and purely, I I will see it the same way that um. I don't know. Um, what uh, a a biologist or somebody <laughs> a you know sociologist? Is, is like, yeah, is you know looking at koalas in their koala bamboo pen, <laughs> whatever. I'm just looking at it there. I, I'm not like invested in what one koala does to another like hi- an on You're a historian
0: <laughs> documenting. <laughs> I'm documenting the event. There you for go for
1: posterity's sake. Um. That's another uh, G. What'd you call it? GED. Word? A GRE. G-E-D. Oh, you said GRE. GRE. No, okay, you have, it, you said
0: you have advanced degrees. You have a master's degree, right? Yeah, yeah no, but yeah. I,
1: thought, I thought that was the joke. I thought the joke earlier was the. Oh the no, G-E-D. no, it's a GRE you because G-R-E. you're applying okay. for the Psy-D yeah, program.
0: Okay. Um, you know, I'm. I can't imagine I would see it unless uh, unless we're gonna talk about it and then I'll we'll see if I can convince to you. It. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one to <laughs> to, to, to okay. go see, especially with that crowd. Um. So, are we gonna? Do you want to keep on going with this, or are we gonna pause? What do you want to do? Um, because I know, I know you said you might want to do two episodes.
1: I think we can go to worth another watch because I think we're already okay. over an hour. Yeah.
0: So, um, we're gonna skip on the agenda. We're gonna go to Wa worth another watch. This when should be shorter. Yeah. wait wait no, I look at my notes. That's uh, not gonna be shorter. Um. I didn't understand what the heck this meant when you put it on the agenda. So I typed in some questions as mm-hmm. to how you, how do you define worth another watch? Um, is it because it's that good? Um, because maybe you miss something the first time around because everyone loves it and, and I don't um, because it's multi-layered and there's other meanings in there. So, and then ultimately what I, what I took away from it is cause I did email you the questions to define it, and then like you responded like days later after I'd already wrote, wrote my notes, so it's another uh, check. Another I check. Think. <laughs> yeah, your follow up is I not didn't know
1: you wanted me to respond. I actually wrote down the answer to that, but I didn't know you wanted me to respond. Why would you write,
0: the, why would you write down the answer but not tell me if I'm asking the questions?
1: I thought we were going to discuss it here. I, I, <laughs> I guess no, know know and ultim- know ultimately we are, we are discussing <laughs> yeah. it here,
0: so I didn't know what you meant by it, so I just interpreted it the way I, I wanted to interpret it because you were non responsive and yet another, uh, another form of communication. So uh, how do you define worth another watch? It, it's it, it's no, am pretty I, am, I, am I angry? Am I, I mean, am I angry? I don't think I so. Think am I, am I, I think I'm, I'm like hostile. <laughs> I, am, don't I think so. am I hostile toward you? <laughs> I don't think I so. I think there's a certain hostility that I have toward you, and I can't – maybe because you're allergic to alcohol, and that's offensive to me maybe? Well, I'm, I'm drinking now. I know. I just – I'm trying <laughs> to like <laughs> – I
1: don't let's know. Let's talk for I a know, second. Let's I uh, don't feel like you're uh, – I, no. th-
0: I need to sort out my feelings on why I'm angry toward you. <laughs> I've been well, I've been wanna, uh, I'm not sure I want to do that. <laughs> do we have enough time for that? Like
1: Yeah, that's going to be a whole nother. Do we have hour. enough time for that? Because I you feel You like you can get in line with the wife and uh, everybody else who's yeah, mad at me. <laughs> I,
0: I need to talk to your wife. Maybe we have common maybe we're having the so same common problems with your communication style. It, it is, does she say, "Hey, you don't listen to me," or "Hey, you're not communicating effectively?" Do you hear, do you hear similarities? I, I I need to talk to your wife. I need to see what's no, going I on. I don't I no, I
1: don't think that many people will try to get a hold of me unless it's for football or uh, stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know. Y- you know but what? It is? You know
0: what it is. Besides the fact that I'm OCD and highly structured, so the fact that you were late really threw me off. Um, but man, I don't think we could do this at 6 p.m. anymore. I'm like, it's I'm like exhausted. I was cranky. Like I need a nap. I'm like, feel like uh, it's it's getting close to my bedtime. I mean, we might have to do like a morning. We might have to record in the morning. I feel like I'm uh, I've been described as uh crotchety or a curmudgeon or um. You know, some of these awards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I've been described as that, and I think uh, maybe that's why I'm angry because it's super. It's uh, super late. It's seven forty-three. It's super
1: late, and uh, well, it is a Sunday. Um, uh, but uh, no, I I think it's I think it's been pretty good. Um. Okay, so so no, I I don't think, I think but I think mornings would probably be be um I think mornings might be better just for. I just have the rest of the day and the night to relax and you know not do much and plus, you could, we could work on this stuff during the daytime in yeah. the evening when you by the time I get home it's kind of already later right so to sit down so to and post. to yeah get everything okay
0: okay um, next weekend we'll have to talk about scheduling for next weekend so tell me what Wa is to you
1: it's pretty broad for me uh, it's a movie that for any reason we dismissed didn't take seriously uh, when we first saw it and for that reason maybe didn't pay as much attention to it as we would have maybe we put it on and saw it in two sittings or more or it was a movie we just didn't see at all because it was uh, skipped wait, for wait, any wait, reason. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. you can't say worth another watch if for a movie you even watch for the first time. Okay,
1: okay, okay, so let's, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so maybe Worth Another Look might be better. But, no, you're right. Um, but uh, I think I added that part right now. I think I first just said a movie that was overlooked or dismissed. So no, Worth Another
0: said. Watch, that's your title.
1: Oh, yeah, but I'm saying that the, what I added here. Oh, I see, I uh, see. My, my definition was a movie that, due to a variety of circumstances, overlooked or dismissed. So it's pretty broad for me. Okay. So. So what's your film? Well, for me, it's Truth or Dare.
0: Never heard of it. That's a okay. Madonna. That's a Madonna movie. No.
1: Well, I don't know if it's a Madonna movie. Is that a Madonna? But bit? it was a 2018 uh, horror movie, and it was one of those Blumhouse kind of teen, you know, slasher sl- teen slasher flicks aren't really a thing anymore. Um, or it, I guess maybe movies like Happy Death Day might count. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. These are movies that are dismissed because they seem silly. And they seem like they have um, uh, jump scares, and that's really all the the value is in them. But this one, this was at a time where I was going to see movies two or three times a week. Um, Did you ever buy the AMC pass thing? No, we didn't. We never bought that one. Uh, and and also, I think wasn't uh, there was on Movie Pass too for a while, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't. I, we had the Regal. Regal cinema points and, and th- so yeah, rewards. Yeah. Yeah, so free popcorn, free drinks and stuff. But so um, truth or
0: there you've seen?
1: Yes. And
0: your first initial thoughts, what were your initial thoughts on it?
1: Um, I thought it was uh surprisingly good. So for me, worth another watch. I think it's just in general, like, hey, if you didn't see this or if you saw it and it was dismissed or overlooked. It's it's worth watching. It's wouldn't I wouldn't say it was a great movie. But it's certainly better than movies of a similar ilk, like uh, Unfriended. I, th- I think I noted that here. Unfriended oh yeah, I've heard of that one. Or um, Searching was one that was hyped. I think that was also in. Was that the one where the girl goes
0: disappearing and the dad's trying to find yeah. out? Yeah. Social media.
1: Yeah, which which wasn't wasn't very good, but it was. Uh, you saw that one too. I saw that too. Oh okay. And neither of those are very good. There's lots of movies that come out that are like that. Um, this is
0: obviously pre kid. Say it again? Th- this obviously, the frequency that you went to movies yes. before had to be before you had your kid.
1: Before, yes. Okay. So, Because um, I don't think you're going out to the movies two or three times a week now. No, not anymore. And uh, so it, it elevates the teen-oriented horror movie to a legitimate good movie. I'd say it was a B minus C plus, which relative to those other films that aren't worth watching at all, I think was uh, was pretty good.
0: So now why would you call this, for you, worth another watch? You, why would you want to see this movie again?
1: Well, I think worth another watch doesn't necessarily mean that I need to watch it again. Or that oh, I, I think see? It's, I That's th- why you should
0: answer the questions when I emailed them to you. To me, when you say this movie is worth another watch, it means that I need to watch this movie again for some reason, and I'm going to elaborate on the reason that I'm going to watch it again. Worth another watch. I think it's kind of self-explanatory. You want to watch this movie again because, and then you're going to talk for a few minutes on why you want to see this movie again. Gotcha. I, well,
1: I, I think it, I think it works because I only saw it the one time, so I saw it in the theaters. So it's definitely worth watching again. This is the strike. the is the Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but you created
0: the segment. <laughs> you created the segment, so worth another watch means that you want to watch this movie again for some reason.
1: Yes, I think that the uh, no spoilers, but the twist in this movie okay. is uh, surprisingly it's refreshing to see a movie that has a legitimate unexpected twist, and uh, the performances in a lot of movies like this are very, you know, they are what they are. Uh, it, it's usually a lot of actors who you don't really they're they're not. Uh, don't have a lot of work under their belt. This is usually like the first yeah, big yeah. movie they've they've done.
0: A lot of big actors started out doing like a, l- a B horror movie.
1: Yeah, like Johnny Depp in uh, John, Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. Down Street, uh, Street you know.
0: McConaughey, Zellweger, and uh, Chainsaw Massacre,
1: the remake. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or part two. So, um, but yeah, the performances were really good. Uh, the plot wasn't your typical, uh, you know, it wasn't your typical. Well, it it had it had the. It had some stereotypes in them, but it has enough in it that's new and interesting and enough twists on uh, some common themes to make it definitely, like I said, definitely elevates it above its um, Genre. Its peers.
0: Yeah. So why would you watch this again?
1: I would watch it again because I want to see if it holds up. Okay. Because when I, t- when, I, when I tell people about recent movies that are good – this is one that I always say, you know, that was surprising. We watched it, and it was actually pretty good. I didn't expect anything out of it, and instead I walked away thinking about it and talking about it.
0: Okay. Um, I created a list. Gosh, I'm so OCD with this stuff. I created a list of things that – and I saw – I I think I looked at it as um, worth another watch means that maybe I missed something the first time around and maybe I didn't get it, um, so – I put Pulp Fiction on my list because I saw it. I didn't even see it in a theater. I saw it. I don't know what year it came out, and I remember seeing it at my friend's house. And like, I didn't get it. Um, and then so I've seen it maybe two times, two or three times now after I saw it that first time because I thought it was worth another watch because it's considered one of the greatest American films ever made. And. I don't universally, get, yeah. And I don't get it. I don't get that movie. I don't even know what the narrative... I mean, you and I have talked about this movie.
1: I don't understand the narrative to that movie. So do you think... And I think this is where we probably should avoid delving into the specifics of the movie and reviewing itself. I think we're just talking about the movies. So for if that's worth another watch for you, do you think that... Do you get the sense that if you watched it enough or in the right... <coughs> With the uh, watched it enough or watched it in the right circumstances that you would, um, you would get it. It would click for you at some point. Or do you think that there's something? Do you think that there's something that you're missing because you just haven't watched it enough? I will not watch that movie again. Um, so and again, well,
0: <laughs> and again, I'm giving you an example of what I thought was worth another watch. So I've seen it. Because I need to think I need to I've seen it, and I didn't like it, so I thought it's worth another watch back then because I need to m- see if I understand what people like about that movie, so I saw oh, it again, gotcha, 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 and I didn't get it, and then I think I went to go see it again because I showed it with to my boy, and I said, "Hey, um, what's going on l- l- this is one of the greatest American films uh, allegedly let's watch and tell me what you think, so I gave it another shot, and I didn't get it. So I'm not gonna. I'm done with Pulp Fiction. People can have their opinion on it, but I it was be-
1: worth you looking at it again.
0: Yeah, because I and again, most of the films, and I did come up with a couple of other films on my list that I didn't get the first time around, and so maybe I owe it to that film and that filmmaker and that writer to give it another shot, and maybe I will see something that I didn't see the the first time. I'll, I'll give you an example of something I did like the second time around with Seven. I saw the, uh, I think it's David Fincher with the mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. The first time I saw it, I didn't get it. And people love that movie, but I didn't get it. I saw it recently, maybe about two or three years ago with my kids, and, and it's a pretty good movie. So, you know, you see things, and I'm, I'm a lot older than you. When you see things in your 20s and your 30s, and now I'm in my late 40s, it's a different lens, so I think that changes the film watching experience because Seven, and, and, and we need to have a computer so I can look at the date. I was a lot younger when I saw Seven, obviously than when I saw it a couple of years ago. Um, and I think the experience and where I was at in life made a, a much more enjoyable experience than the first time around. So Seven's a good example where that was worth another watch because now I enjoy that film and I probably would watch, uh,
1: watch it again. So in that vein, one that would uh, another movie that would fit that criteria for me would be similar to you, The Big Lebowski, because the first time Her I saw Lord. it, yeah. well, the first time I saw it, I didn't get it either. I wasn't sure exactly how to feel about it, and then I watched it again shortly afterwards, maybe like a couple of days after I'd seen it, and it just clicked with me. And one that was unsuccessful in doing that was Miller's Crossing. I saw that one once, that's I also the Coen Brothers, Cohen Coen right? Brothers as well. And it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. But people have a regard for that movie that I do not share. And for John Turturro's character in that movie, too, and his, some of his scenes. I just didn't, uh, didn't click with me. So that might be another one on the list.
0: Yeah, and the other ones that I thought I should watch again just to give it another shot were 2001, of course, because I still don't get that film and I know <laughs> and I people love that film but I don't get it. I don't get it. I read the book and I understand that the book and the screenplay were written simultaneously. And the book's the book's exceptional. I, I mean the book really does a very good job of storytelling. It tells you everything that's going on in a in a, a in a compelling comprehensive way. And I feel like with the film, the film's missing information and you know they, we can always talk about that how the book's always going to be better than the the film um because you can do so much more with the novel than you can do with the uh, with the visual medium uh the shining is another one i don't get all right i don't get the. it's not a compelling narrative i i've i've i again it's worth another watch just to see if it clicks and it doesn't click yet um here's some movies that i think I need to watch again, and I want them to be worth another watch. The Godfather, because I didn't care for it. Apocalypse Now, because I didn't care for it. And one more recently, Moonlight. Did you see Moonlight? I did. Didn't like it. I didn't like it either. And that didn't like it. I was looking at a list of uh, just on my MSN feed about the 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 number one uh, the hundred best movies of all time, and Moonlight was like number two or three.
1: Yeah, but we talked about that before. There's a significant recency bias because. I think like every one of Christopher Nolan's films is like in the top. Like The Dark Knight is in the top ten of all time, Inception's in the top twenty, I think. And I like those movies, but they're are they in the top one hundred? No, right? No, no, no. top five hundred. No, well, no, I, I'm uh, not. I maybe. don't like
0: Inception, so I'm I'm biased. Yeah, I yeah. So so Moonlight was one I I don't get I and I really I want to get it, but I don't get it. It's one that maybe I need to take some time away from it to um, to see and go back and do another viewing, maybe with the kids, and see if I can see something in there that I missed the first time around. So that's the way I took this first. Worth another watch. Like, hey, did I miss something? And can I go back and watch it again and see maybe have a another angle, a, a better appreciation for it. Yeah, so that makes sense. I
1: think maybe we should re- re- uh, revise. Or the refine cr- the, the criteria. find uh, the criteria, uh, the other criteria watches.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think um I think there's a lot of film, you know, we definitely depending on how we want to set that up, I think it could be something like, Hey, we missed something the first time around or it's it is a multi layered film and we need to see it from a different context or uh or you know what it's just so darn good, we need to watch it again and this is movies that we constantly watch over and over again. So I think it's a—it's definitely something that give us an opportunity to to discuss, um, and then we can kind of find some movies that fit that uh, that definition. And we're about an hour and twenty three. About the same time. About the last one, right? We only get to do about one beer. Time.
1: Although we do have to mention, I think we missed this again. It's a good thing I—I I made a note of it. We didn't mention your film degrees <laughs> last <laughs> oh, time. Oh shoot.
0: Well, that's that's actually not true because I've listened to the first episode now, probably about five times, and I'm maybe because I'm a, a egomaniac, but I listened to the first episode five times, and I do mention film school. You did because I talked about uh, ha- taking
1: Hitchcock, uh, the Hitchcock class for a semester, so I did mention. Oh that I, went to film I Oh school. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. I, yeah. I I don't I don't recall though if you. Well, I think for me, I think the reason why I <laughs> felt like we didn't <laughs> mention it was because <laughs> we. Um, I was thinking that was going to be a, like a maybe two minute long description of where of you went, experience how of, you got uh, there, what you were, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I don't think I, we'd hit on that. But
0: I, I tend not to talk about my experiences in film school because, you know, um, I'm not in the film industry right now. So it's a very personal uh, chronicling of my failure. Gotcha. And so thank you for bringing that up on the air. <laughs>
1: Now okay. I now I you're a little crusty and crunchy. Now, okay. now I'm gonna be. <laughs> okay. Now I need the therapist got again. I think. Yeah. I think we crossed the line a little bit to crustiness, but y- yeah, it makes sense. We can
0: talk about my failure in the film industry. Um, I have a degree from the University of California at Berkeley and uh, in film studies, and that's where I saw a. Uh, that's where I took the Hitchcock class um, over a semester. So, we saw Hitchcock the whole way through. Um, I also did write a 15-page paper on Robocop uh, back in the day. So we talked about that one. Great movie. great, great movie. The reboot was horrible, which I think they're planning a sequel to. Um, made a couple of films. I mean, I've always, you know, as a creative, um, a creative writing minor, I've always been creating, whether it was storytelling, um, writing, poetry, songs. I think I've always had that. That creative aspect to my life, and I've sent you some of my short stories. of uh, published, self-published a couple of books. Um, most recent one over this past summer, actually, uh, that you can purchase on Amazon.com <laughs> if you search up Leonard Martinez. Shameless plug. Um, but you know, I did go to uh, USC Film School, so I think that's the big thing that that people are always surprised to hear about me—that I went to uh, USC, went to their film school. I have an MFA, which people really don't know too much about um i didn't really offer up that advice because it's really not re- relevant to we, what we do on a on a daily basis in our uh, careers but i do hold an mfa um i have made some films uh student films in my life and some of them were okay and some of them are really bad um but no i mean i when we talked about in the first uh episode my love for film is deep i mean it goes back to my childhood and it goes back to uh me me having the ability to see these narratives and and to escape and wanting to be Luke Skywalker and writing my own stories and and autobiographical stuff and sci-fi I mean my my roots have always been sci-fi fantasy um, horror you know those have been the things that, that me and my brother really kind of grew up with so um, yeah no my my love for film w- I was very fortunate I went to one of the best dumb schools in in the country, and I think that experience there and had some good experiences and some bad experiences, but they really help shape the way I am uh, creatively and how I do things now, so it was a good experience. I wish I would have if I could have done it differently, I probably would have done it differently um, back then, but that was uh, boy, I graduated in 99, so that was, what, 30 years ago? I am Ninety nine, oh, twenty
1: years 20. ago, yeah. God, was ninety nine that long ago? Wow. <laughs> well, just you know, because I, the older you get, I, I think that happens to everybody when you know the, a year. Sound, you know, I remember. Damn, how old are you? Thirty three. Thirty two.
0: Thirty two. Get, get out of here.
1: Yeah. Well, no, but I remember when ninety nine was like just kind of recently. So what? What year know? were you born in? Eighty seven. Oh boy. So, wow.
0: Yeah. So now I'm okay. now I'm depressed and uh, <laughs> I'm a failure. And what what a great what a great way <laughs> what a great way to end this episode. I, I may or may not be back for the well, <laughs> for episode three. <laughs> to be
1: fair, I just thought we should have mentioned your film degrees. I didn't know why? we were going to take this detour. Why, why, what, what, how's well, that? Re- th- how's that relevant? I think it's interesting if someone uh, went to film school and then is talking about movies. I think it lends a certain. Credibility, just, well, I don't know credibility, but nah. just a certain background, maybe a not. little bit of credibility. You yeah. think so? I think so. Well, in terms of, I think credibility in terms of um, production and the back, the, the things that I don't know anything about. I think I know right. a lot about movies in terms of um, uh, symbolism and themes and character, but I don't know about how films are made. Right. What's the
0: uh, what's the saying that I've uh, I've uh, adjusted? It's like those who can do, those who can't criticize harshly those <laughs> who can do,
1: right? Which is a, yeah. I think and that's, that's a r-
0: variant from like those who can do, do, those teach, who can't yeah. teach. Yeah, so now I've, I've made my own. Those who can do, those who can't harshly criticize, those who can do.
1: Should be a tagline. That should be the that tagline. Should be tagline. That, should be tagline. <laughs> that should be tagline for our show, right? <laughs> actually, that that was something else we're going to bring up is how you wanted to populate all these uh, all those fields, like the summary. and
0: Yeah, we need a theme song too, and I was actually on the agenda. Maybe it's on the agenda for the next episode, so, but We'll leave it there. I'm emotionally spent and depressed now, <laughs> just kind of existentially. So I think it's probably a good place <laughs> to, uh, to stop. This has been uh, Bruce Views and Other Nerdities. Um, I have been. I don't think I am. I have been Leonard Martinez, your co-host. And I'm Tim Castaneda. And we will talk to you soon.